time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, T.J. Bowser, and joining me today is my co-host, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amon. Ah, the fuck are you? So today is August 24th, 2020, and we got a banger of an episode for you today with Deep Star 6 from 1989, the last of our underwater saga. Oh, no, it's not. It is not. Oh, God, it's not. What is it? I love it. It is, but it isn't. Uh, he's gonna add lords of the deep and i'm just gonna jump out the window no no the the last one's deep rising ah oh oh Oh, yeah that i gotta tell you something no 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 that's not the yeah these movies go deep okay guys so before we get into talking about the film let's talk about our lives with a slice of big johnny d what'd you do what did i do well you do yesterday i uh i took some time out of my day and made a podcast with a very sexy man it's actually Woo! up in the top corner here. And uh you pointed to Bobby, you know. <laughs> you know what? I, I appreciate the compliment. And, I mean, either way, we all know Bobby is very sexy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh what is it, sex machine? Yes, I'm making cosplay. Sex machine underscore cosplay. 69 uh, <laughs> it's, like, it, it's gonna be bobbert and then his last name backwards yeah so uh enjoy uh no so we hit episode 10 finally we hit our double digits of wake and bake uh and yo check that shit out we definitely uh we pretty much make a little bit we make love to the dc fan drop this weekend fandom drop and uh it was so good but yeah go check that shit out uh and then yesterday after the fact i got to hang out with some friends that i haven't seen shit dude since the whole like fucking quarantine lockdown shit dude so it's been some months and uh so our daughters got to have a play date that was nice and then the shittiest part right now is literally an hour before this podcast for some reason a bee decided to fuck me up in the face dude it just (laughs) was like hey fuck you and just started stinging the shit out of me right behind my glasses dude so right now my oh yeah so my headphones are literally like my whole head is just throbbing on this (laughs) that's like thank you for thank you for uh pushing through the pain brother yo man off of the podcast smoke that shit up and be like life's all good (sighs) i rocked a bunch of ibuprofen and shit too so we'll get through this but uh other than that chad my brother how you been Eh, not too bad like i said you know last week i'd leave early to go get my car so it's nice and running well now aside from that worked a lot of long hours i am actually on the last of a three-day weekend the last day of the three-day weekend because i have to work tuesday through sunday Lots of long hours there. That's uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, terrible. No, no. But no, other than that, just spending time with the wife and the kids, playing some PS4, still playing through Dishonored 2, which is not a bad game. Nice. Uh, like you guys, I was keeping up somewhat on the uh, DC Fandom event. 
I'm sure we'll be talking more about that later. <laughs> Save that for the after movie talk. Oh my God. Uh, I'm sure TJ has a lot to say about it. Dude, there was more talked, drops Chad, today. I haven't talked to Chad yet, so we, we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But other than that, it's been pretty lazy around here, praying for some rain. We actually got a call today from the water company uh, saying to conserve water. We are that dry here now. Really? Oh, yeah. My, my yard wow. is dead. My yard is absolutely dead. You need to lick it, man. You need to lick it. Spit on it. <laughs> Bobby, uh, can we get a demonstration for the ladies at home? No. We have not gotten a – okay, for your lady at home, I guess. Are, wait, are you saying now that you are that now that you are uh, one with a female that we can no longer get the vulgar licking of the microphone? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> this is his, his face was He's worth been neutered. His face was worth that reaction. John, we need something just as crazy to replace it. I hope it's coming clutch. Mm. <laughs> John, he's, John, he's thinking. He's thinking. Okay. So where are we? Where are we? Uh, let's go. Let's move on to Bobby. How was your week, buddy? It was good. Um, spending time with friends, family, and my girlfriend. And uh, I got a couple of new little horror merchandise things here. I finally got myself, or my girlfriend got me a House of Wax, original House of Wax. Yeah. Now hanging nice. in my room. It's one. Must clarify to avoid uh, lynching. <laughs> Listen, the only good thing about the remake of House of Wax was the death of uh, what's her name? Paris Hilton. Hilton. Yeah, Paris Hilton. That's it. Now, now I'm assuming that's a reprint and not the original. If it was an original, um, I don't think I'd have it up. I'd have it hidden away. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't be up. Well, that? we lost Chad. He needs we to go hard hard. Oh shit, he's so hard. But, um, there we go. But uh yeah, got a couple of things going on here. Uh cosplay wise, Jason is still in the works. I mean there's no shows, so there's really no rush, but right? wait, 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 wait. You better talk about Mikey. Oh yes, and there I did a little shoot this past Saturday with my friend Lisa as Michael. And awesome. uh she just released two pictures today. Or no, yesterday. You know I'm and gonna pop those up. And then she, she has a lot, well, not a ton more, but Did she post them on Facey or Insta? Facebook. They are up there. Did we get a new uh, hedge shot? Yes, you'll eventually see that. Okay. So that, um, that's making me sweaty when I see Bobby next to the She edited two, but she didn't edit the rest yet. So, but uh, yeah, that's been my first photo shoot since February. Ever since that pandemic, uh, like, oh, nothing going on. Yo, let me tell you something. That little gravestone, fucking so much detail in it in person. Like, if you put it in a cemetery, you'd probably be like, oh, shit. Is that real? It probably, oh, yeah, so you're saying it would look better than the uh, headstones in Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so there'll be more pictures from that and such. So that's what's been going on with me. Boss man, what about you? So, as I do every week, I did podcasts here, podcasts there, podcasts everywhere. As you can see, there's the picture of uh, Robert in full uh, Halloween four garb. Yes. Uh, pop that down and pull his sexy face back up before I continue with my slice of life. Hi. But yesterday recorded with Big Johnny D, of course. Saturday did a rabbit hole with Andres 
Andres, Andres, Andres. Yeah, now I said it right. Andres Jones, Andros, Andros. That's how you say it. Uh, great. He's all. I found out that he plays Jeff in the video game Night Trap. Yeah. Okay. Yes. If you've ever played that, it's a great game. And yeah, he. Uh, if you guys don't know who Andros is, he is Rick from Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Super cool guy. Super into podcasts. Uh, OG podcaster. Been doing podcasts for like twenty years now. Super inspirational to hear him talk about just doing his show and stuff and how passionate it is he is about it after so long. And I hope that one day that I get to that level and that I just have this massive archive of episodes that we can go back into. I want fans to eventually feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of stuff we have on the website. I mean, that's a legacy, baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, for sure. But I did some work on the website, uploaded some new episodes, scheduled a power hour for tomorrow with the author of the comic book Parallel. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, It's a comic that focuses on men's mental health and a story that kind of touches on such a stigmatized, uh, what do I say, subject. So if you guys can check that out, it's by Jason Douglas. The comic's called Parallel. I will be interviewing him tomorrow. So stay tuned on the Project Louder Facebook and projectlouder.net for that episode. And of course, for this new episode, episode 99 of your favorite horror movie podcast. Yeah. The Gordmore Podcast. Yes. So for episode 99, we have 1989's Deep Star 6, directed by Sean Cunningham, written by (laughs) Louis Abernathy and Jeff Miller. Please, everybody should spell their name. Yeah, everyone should spell Jeff like that. I feel like if you're spelled <laughs> the other way, you're doing it wrong. Produced G-off. by Sean Cunningham, Patrick Markey. Uh, oh, my Lord. Toreen? I don't even know. Black? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. okay. Uh, Captain Landlaw, Station Commander. Nancy Everhard as Royce Collins. Cindy Pickett as Dr. Diane Norris, the physician. Miguel Farah as Snyder. Greg Evigan as McBride, Matt McCoy as Jim Richardson, Nia Peoples as Dr. Scarpelli, Marius Weyers as John Van Getter, Ayla Baskins, oh shit, as Dr. (laughs) (laughs) You are butchering these names. Tom Bray as Johnny Hodges, Ron Carroll as Osborne, music by Harry Manfredini, cinematography by Mac Alberg, edited by David Hansen. Distributed by TriStar Pictures, released January 13th, 1989. Runtime of 99 bit, blah, 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 99 midgets, budget $8 million, grossed 8.1. Not a lot of fucking profit to be made. Not there. really. None at all, really. No. I'm going to drop Chad down there, and then I'm going to. Uh, all I got to say is Dilibalizes. Oh, just lost it. I'm so stupid. God fucking damn it. I lost it. I'm sorry, guys. Here, I'll, it's in my uh, fucking it up. I apologize. <laughs> you gotta understand the buttons I'm working with are really tiny. <laughs> That's what she said. There we are. Super film grainy below the surface of the sea. Roger Simmons says, what's up? Far, far below, in impenetrable darkness, at unimaginable pressure, 
no form of life we know could possibly exist. Here, there is only silence. And the crew of Deep Star Six. Six months at the bottom of the ocean. It's more than I bargained for. They are explorers. Let's bring it aboard and get the hell out of here. What's the matter? Are you gonna let a few ugly fish carry? They are invaders. Okay, boys and girls, don't try this at home. In a world which no human being has ever entered. Sonar contact. Down here? I'd like to go out and take a look. Contact closing. 300 meters. What the hell is that? 250. Look at that mother. 200 meters. 150 meters. I think we're in big trouble, boss. 100 meters. Get the hell out of here. Now, they are about to make a startling discovery. Not all aliens come from space. Star Six. We're gonna have to go back down there. Cut they kill half our crew. Brown yeah, Star Eight. Save your last breath to scream. I call that a underwater graboid. From the creator of yeah, Friday pretty the much. 13th. Exactly what Deep it. Star Six. Is anybody out there? Can anybody hear us? Go with arms. Essentially, that's what it is. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it is. It looks exactly like it. Hey, I make no apologies. I like this movie. Who's hey, you know what? Let's get it to Chad. Take it away, handsome. Uh, far below the surface of the unforgiving sea, the daring crew of Deep Star Six are explorers in a forbidding world of impenetrable darkness and unimaginable pressure. They have invaded the icy fathoms into which no human has ever ventured. Their mission is to establish a top-secret Navy base on the ocean floor. But something's down there, and the crew of the Deep Star Six are about to make a starting to startling discovery. There's no escape from the terror of the deep. Deep Star Six will plunge you into the depths of fear. Save your last breath to scream. Ah, yeah, Ooh. all that shit. Now, that tagline sounds familiar, like from the blob. Ah. Hmm. Maybe. So, before we talk about this glorious film, let's give a chance for Gorehounds to call in or us call them Bring it dang, dang. and give their opinion on Deep Star Six from 1989, written and produced by Sean Cunningham. Hello. No, no, he directed it. He didn't write Oh, directed and produced by Sean right. Cunningham. Oh. By the way, I mean, shout out to all the written by Lewis Abernathy. I'm going to give uh, a call to Vi Victoria Australia. Here we go. Rody came, my doppelganger came and banger from down under. What's up, brother? Not much, my matey. How's things over in your neck of the woods? Pretty good. I uh, had to sit through Deep Star Six today, but other than that, uh, yeah, man. Don't oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Damn. I can see where this is going. Actually, you know what? Right. You tell me about it, Brody. Oh, okay. I shall. And what you're going <laughs> to hear is pretty negative. So, uh, well, words cannot describe how bad this film was. Like, it's your run-of-the-mill underwater monster movie that we have basically seen numerous times. At least with Leviathan, you had character development and an attempt at trying to make something different in the story. Um. 
I fell asleep through it. I fast-forwarded it, hoping to find something good, but that was an epic fail. Um, wow. And, you know, all of this negative review isn't due to me not liking Sean himself. Like, I mean, he's made some great films from Friday the 13th to House, which have their own franchises, so you must know what he's actually doing. Just not with this piece of shit. He's, he's failed miserably with this film. Um, uh, yeah, I, I haven't really got much more else to say. I could go on all day rambling about how crap it was, but I'm going to give it a Gore Moore score of a 1.2. Okay. And that's Whoa. only because I watched the first 20 minutes and the last 30 minutes. This movie can do us all a favor and sink to the bottom of the fucking ocean for all I care. Just keep saying, <laughs> you, you jackass. Okay, thank you. <laughs> For that review, Brody Kane, I will see you next week, brother. No worries. Enjoy, boys. I'll catch you. See you later, buddy. Okay, now to call Heather Die. His review. That's just hilarious. Wow, he was fucking relentless. I actually enjoyed this movie. Like, it didn't have Marv, but you know. Heather Die, what's up? What's up? How's it going? Pretty good. So, thoughts on 1989's Deep Star 6. All right. So, I completely disagree with Brody. I loved this fucking film. So, Rift was the worst. Leviathan was pretty good. Of all the underwater ones we've done, this is my favorite. I loved it. Um. Uh, one question I had was, I think when they, um, when they're in like the tank and they blow up, uh, they blow up this, they have this explosion and like the, the sea floor is like collapsing underneath of them. Did that look to you guys like that tank was a miniature? I feel like most of it was. Oh yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, and, oh, I thought it was really funny when... The main guy, I can't remember names. The main guy, um, they, they get, you know, drenched when the when the black guy gets trapped in the door. Mm-hmm. And so then the girl is like shivering and he says, are you cold? And he, he hands her his sweater, which is completely yeah. sad. <laughs> yes. I thought that was funny. And my only other real comment that I wanted to make was best hits hottest girl is mcbride i had a hard on for him the whole movie all right <laughs> he was definitely that 80s suave like perfect cut absolutely beard and yeah that, that beard was impeccable beard well, was so, impeccable well i think my score would probably be 3.25 okay well thank you for that heather and uh we will call you uh whenever you want to be on again all right cool okay. thanks you have a good day. Talk to you later. All righty. Bye. Okay. If anybody else wants to get called and have their little two cents on the show about Deep Star 6, let me know. But let's talk about it, boy. So this was my first viewing. I will say that. Uh, Chad, this is your pick. I'm assuming you've seen yes, this before? Yes, I have. All right. I've, I saw this uh, right over the first time it came out on uh, home video. 
Like I okay. remember seeing that. Like I even had the. I used to have the original theatrical poster. I was telling my wife this. It's one of the many things my mother threw out when I moved out. Is that the one with the uh, the half body? Yeah, the half, the bitten in half, nice. diving suit and shit. It was a really cool poster. But All it got right. thrown out. Damn. But yeah, I. So <laughs> Dan. Dan. But yeah, I I seen it uh, quite a few times actually. It was a. Uh, a constant uh, rental in my house when me and my mom would just want something really shitty to watch, just <laughs> order a pizza, sit down and watch that. I've always enjoyed it. I don't care what anybody else says. You know what, man? I, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Heather. I feel like out of the, all the aquatic movies we've watched, this is the best one so far. Yes. And the best is definitely being saved for last. I would agree. Oh. Cause I love that movie. So do I can't wait to watch it, man. Like yeah. I know, like, I can't wait either. It's definitely been a hot minute, but it's that yeah. that yeah, that's been a while. But yes, but for aquatic horror, it's definitely like it's a way different mold in comparison to these first three that we've watched. Like I feel like where TJ and Prody was coming, it almost feels like we were watching the same movie. I kind of oh, I pretty much yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, can we sidebar and welcome some of the uh, people that joined? The Absolutely, network? sure. Okay. Shout out to Austin Albin, who was officially joining the Comics and Kaiju's podcast as the third member. He nice. will be uh, bringing a wealth of knowledge and a very unique perspective to a podcast that doesn't necessarily need it, but could totally benefit from it. Yes. And then Brody Kane is officially hopping on Project Louder and becoming a writer for us. He will be reviewing new and old media and to kind of help generate some of that traffic that we uh, haven't had recently uh, due to the lack of articles we've had on the website. So hopefully he can pick that up. And you know what? Uh, maybe we'll have him review that uh, Kristen Stewart film that underwater. And uh, if he wants to get a bad taste Ooh. out of his mouth, maybe rinse it out with some, uh, some good stuff there, buddy. I heard that got some great reviews and I'd love to see your viewpoint on that film. So welcome aboard the project louder train hop on, hold on tight. Cause it's going to be a fucking good one, boys. So perfect. So, so yeah, gentlemen, what are your thoughts? This film, uh, I would like to say it is much better than the last film we reviewed that was similar in plot line to this. Uh, this film lacked Robocop, but it made up for in a stereotypical uh, supervillain guy. What's his name? Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, yeah that guy. Has he uh, ever played a good guy? Like he's no, always been like, no. he was a douche in Robocop. I, he was a douche in this. Just tight cast, whatever. Uh, the music is right. fantastic, of course. Oh, yes. And uh, cinematography wasn't bad. Not a big fan of the underwater scenes. I think Heather even asking the question, was that a miniature? It goes to show that it probably wasn't the best quality. Yeah. I think if you have to ask that question, it wasn't done effectively enough. Therefore, in point, the Aliens movie in our discussion of that film. Yes. Mm. So this film cut corners, as Sean Cunningham is known to do. It was uh, it reflects that in the sets. The performances are not lacking. The monster, the creature effects are not lacking. But I'd say the sets no. and some of the, let's say, props were not of the highest quality and could have been better for 1989. But for the budget, this film executed what it set out to do well. Right. I think that there are better underwater films out there. And I think once Chad redeems himself with his final pick, I think we can finally do a proper ranking of these types of films. But I will have to give this, uh, you guys will be surprised with my score. I enjoyed it. 
but it wasn't like uh, had me glued to the screen or anything. No, well, I, I, I will say there were definitely corners cut because Cuntingham was trying to be the first person out there with a, an underwater movie, and he succeeded uh, in being the first one out there. And you can tell this is like bottom. upper level Roger Corman quality. Right. Is it a perfect movie? No. Is it enjoyable? Yeah. <laughs> I was talking, okay? <laughs> What's up, Joe? Day? How are you doing, Joe? Hi, buddy. Uh, Joe's uh, going to be making an appearance on the Power Hour to uh, update everybody oh. on what 13 Gallows Lane's doing. So. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, we got to do Dan, Eddie, Heather, Vicky. Everyone's here today. Oh, I appreciate oh, all of you, Gorehounds. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank yes, you for thank joining. You. <laughs> Joe. So, I like to still look at that and laugh. That's This, funny this movie was not my that's fair i i don't know i went in with higher expectations even though it was made by i see it. Oh, but Jesus. it just oh what is that <laughs> jesus cutting him courtesy of mr brody kane i assume yes uh, like, uh, right. tj said um it did not have me glued to the screen at all like i think i fell asleep at one point and i had to rewind it what's up ben so I will admit that, but That's like, fair. you know, like, like the creature effects creature looked wonderful. The acting was great, but hmm, the in shallow water lagged <laughs> for me big time. And that's um, all I really have to say. We'll talk about it more as we go along. What, what I think would make, I actually think the set design of Leviathan was better. Yes. And, uh, you're right, Joe. It didn't, it was very upset. Uh, <laughs> no, I had a guy in a fucking sweater two seconds later, dry as can be. Well, it was obviously a quickie. But, whatever. 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 <laughs> you bothered the fucking hell out of me the rest of the movie. Like, he but was no, man, like, hour. if, if Leviathan was alien, this was alien, <laughs> this was trying to be aliens, I would feel. Like, just a lot of the, just the lot way, the dude, even the ending. Them just fucking flying away from the explo- the nuclear explosion. That was yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. And there was just a few other scenes that uh oh, like when they were going through like the duct work and everything. That was just like the scene of like Ripley and everything, like trying to figure out like, all right, we gotta seal off this, this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. okay. I was like, so Leviathan did it with Alien. This one is just straight up copying Aliens. We'll take it. And the weird part is, is the most successful movie of these underwater movies was The Abyss by James Cameron. Well, yeah, but James Cameron <laughs> but also take that, it to lengths. I find that, that no others ironic. Would. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they filmed in an underwater abandoned nuclear reactor for guys. He's like, sake. you will get underwater. I don't want to. You get underwater. Also, Adam Marcus is now laughing in real time at that image. So you know, <laughs> uh, awesome. I just got nice. I just got the laugh react on my phone. So <laughs> I, I can like, hear him like, laughing yes, right all now, of this. just like on that. <laughs> Just like on the Jason Goes to Hell fucking... Yeah. Um, I could hear him laughing. Absolutely. really ended up enjoying it more than I thought there would be a brand new underwater. Here, let's pop him up. There's Joe's two cents. Uh, Joe, I could always call you, and you could talk about this film. It would not be hard. Yeah. Do it. Do it. You know what? I'm calling Joe. It. Sidebar for Joe. Excuse me. God bless. I'm like, we're not even reaching out to him anymore. We're fucking... We're, no. <laughs> we're coming to you, motherfuckers. That's good. Gorn Moore is coming to you. Today. I'm going to start call, calling rival podcast networks and hanging up on them on the on air. Oh. 
You like suck, like, you jackass. Like a certain, like a certain, certain male feminist that's never going to get his dick sucked again. <laughs> I wonder who. No matter how much pineapple. Joe Gallo. What's up? What's up, buddy? So you want to talk about Deep Star 6? Yeah, dude. Um, John knows I was. I watched it a couple weeks ago with my buddy Elder. We were like, we were on an underwater horror movie kick. We we're like, hey, because my, my my friend Elder fucking hates Friday the Thirteenth. He's like, hey, isn't that fucking asshole Cunningham <laughs> direct this movie? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. You know, let's watch it. <laughs> so we did, and I'm like, man, this was a lot better than I freaking thought. Yeah. Um, the music. I was like, hey, man, is Tommy Jarvis going to come out here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Well, you know, you, you, you know the, the music in the video game when Tommy comes out? Mm-hmm. That's, that exact music was in that movie. Oh, was it? All, all of his yeah, work is so similar. It is. It's well, very similar. Yeah. So I'm like, that was on there. I'm like, well, here, I, all I can picture is Tommy Jarvis is swimming down here through the water trying to kick some ass. He was waiting for the <laughs> denim and the Sherpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only. Yeah, I, I clicked on your live. I'm like, hey, I just watched this movie. It's fresh in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you uh, give this a score out of five? Out of five? Oh, freaking off. I enjoyed it. I like bad movies. So yeah. what the hell here? Um, I'd say I'd give it almost a four, like okay. a 3.5 maybe. Okay, okay, that's that's pretty fair. That's fair. Pretty fair. Awesome. I mean, I like Leviathan. I like Abyss, but the, I forget the name of that brand new one. It's not Underwater, which I did like, but this is more like Underwater slash The Thing. It's it's brand new. It's 2020. I don't know what that one's called. Oh, I know what he's talking. I was about. gonna rent. You couldn't rent it. It was like pay twenty dollars. Like, no thanks. It's not that Sputnik movie, is it? No. Okay. I don't know. It's about some alien sludge on the bottom of a ship. Oh, oh. Not are you? And then it was Harper's <laughs> down, which was technically akin to the thing, I guess. Oh, here we go. You and Chad <laughs> are going to get into it. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, before that happens, uh, I want to say thanks for calling in, Joe. So, thank you, sir. Yeah, are you nice kicking me off? Because I'll fight Chad. I'll, I'll fight him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that for a special episode. Uh, you guys can take your pants off and Ooh. fight it out over Harbinger Down, okay? Yes. <laughs> Lance Henderson told me it was canon. Okay. <laughs> it's not canon. <laughs> well, we'll end it with there. Thanks, Joe. Talk to you soon, brother. Take care. <laughs> and that's going to be the new Gorenmore shirt. Lance Henderson told me it was canon. So uh, <laughs> it's not canon. I fucking know. There we go. Okay, guys. So let's discuss the behind the scenes. Ooh, let's go. I don't have much. Don't I'll tell much. you what I have. Writer Lewis Abernathy sold his script at the same time that friend James Cameron was working on his own underwater monster saga. Despite Cameron's asking that he delay this movie to avoid competing with the abyss, Abernathy went ahead and was thereby deemed persona non grata with Cameron and associates until they patched together their friendship when Abernathy accompanied Cameron on the September 95 filming of the wreck of the Titanic. Yeah. So they actually actually. didn't, they weren't on speaking terms for almost a decade. (laughs) Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the trademarked Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, well, considering Joe's, considering Joe's about the same height as me, I think it's a pretty fair fight. Okay. Battle of the Hobbits. <laughs> Battle of the Hobbits. <laughs> Sam versus Frodo. <laughs> Not my type here, but a lot of hair people. 
I know what Joe's five eight. Where are you at, Chad? Five six. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> so wait, you're lower to the ground. Go low. Yeah, but yeah, he's got that center of gravity. He's got that That's low right. center Chad, of gravity. Chad, <laughs> Chad, Chad's like me, dude. You get in that fucking stance, bro. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Suplex City. You don't know what right. he's what he's capable of. Suplex City. <laughs> Okay, so the film was released in January 89 as the first of four underwater creature feature movies, which included Leviathan, The Abyss, and Lords of the Deep. Lords of the Deep, we're doing that next week. <laughs> Love you, Joe. <laughs> uh, originally, Robert Harmon was going to direct the film. However, when he left, Cunningham stepped in to direct it with a budget of $8 million. Oh, oh wow. Never... Way to undercut that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you see what Birdie just said? No. Good <laughs> super saiyan. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. No, Joe, we're not doing Lords of the Deep. We, we will not be doing that. Um, Kane Hodder, who plays Jason Voorhees in several Friday the 13th films, was the stunt coordinator for this film. Right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did work with Cunningham. Or, wait, 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 wait. Cunningham. Cunningham. A lot in the 80s, the house even movies Even in the early 90s, despite him saying so. Well, I still love, I just love that whole Friday the 13th panel from last year's Steel City Con. You can tell Kane does not have any love for him at all. Oh, the old run around. <laughs> oh my God, that was great. And I've never uh, actually the, heard him talk about him either after, ever. <laughs> Uh, the creature was originally designed by Chris Wallace, who then turned his production designs over to FX head Mark Showstrom. Showstrom made slight alterations and hey. changed the creature's color scheme. Fact, I have an interview with Mark Showstrom on the Rabbit Hole podcast. He did effects on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Evil Dead 2. You can find that over on ProjectLouder.net and the Project Louder Facebook. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of the shout out I did yesterday on exploreclarion.com for our show. <laughs> the local so, YMCA. Chat, yeah, what know. happened? There was there's a local YMCA that's doing a um a, what what did I say it was? It's some kind of workout series and it's called it's Core an and More. Yeah, it's called Core and More. I said, "Hello, hey, by coincidence, I co-host to podcast called Gornmore, which I was my fans. like you can find it on Spotify and iTunes and on the do back discussion do back discussion.net. Yes. Auto pissing yes. my pants with that damn thing. And yes, do back discussion.net is still owned by Project Louder. And if you go there, it will take you to Project Louder. So yes. please use that because I own that right until for another year. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continuing, yeah. producer Sean S. Cunningham developed the idea in 87 with the express purpose of being the first release on the slate of upcoming underwater action sci-fi films. Motherfucker. Just because you're the first isn't in there doesn't mean it's the best, buddy. Yeah, first doesn't mean best. No. Deep Star 6 was poorly received by critics and audience members when it was released. Ooh, Brady Kane. <laughs> yeah, right? Down it. Boy, he has no love for this. Dude, uh, not only does oh. this film have a similar theme to Leviathan, which was released the same year, but the plots are almost identical. The science team comes across an unknown organism in extreme depth. It hunts them one by one, which isn't entirely true, and finally follows the few survivors up to the surface. Yeah, Let's get one that. thing straight real fucking quick about this damn thing hunting. It only killed three people. Well, no, wait, wait. Four. Like four or five. Well, hours. you got technically. The... Technically, it was like four or five. But I'll say five because 
it, got, it killed the two in the sub at the beginning, right. which you didn't see. Yep. Yeah. Um, it bit the guy in half. That's the three. It ate Nia Peoples. And then it uh, choked out the doctor, but she electrocuted herself. Yes. So, so yeah. that was so yeah, that's suicide. Like, yeah, like and he directly it. caused that guy to get the bends by making him escape in a rapid fashion. Uh, I would say because the monster's presence there caused someone to die, I would say also give him the credit for that death. Okay, fair enough. The same way that you would give Jason Voorhees credit for all the deaths on the space station and Jason X. Well, technically, yes. you got to give it credit for the the Russian dude that also died. Right. Yeah. Because it collided with that little submersible. Yeah, this is true. So, yeah, just want to clarify that. Continue. So, in reality, the only one that's not directly responsible for is the captain. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fucked up death. That was lackluster. That's it. Lackluster. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Pretty much. Uh, ah. yeah. uh, where was I? The ending where the monster surprises two survivors on a raft is very similar to the ending in Friday the Thirteenth, also from Cuntingham. And finally, the creature is not seen on screen until one hour and three minutes into the film. Yeah, like, which that it almost like it a little bit. It's like he was trying to pull a Jaws thing. Yeah, Jaws did it because they had no choice. True. Right. That's yeah. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is all I have for behind the scenes. All right. A little bare bones there. Yeah, you know, sometimes they're not as juicy as the others. But okay. Well, that and it's also Cuntingham. So <laughs> well, like we we mentioned before, it was a rush project. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so I mean, I've seen a lot of rush projects that were like fucking masterpieces. <laughs> This one just was like. Eh. I uh, started watching the cursed film series on Shutter. Oh yeah, how's that? Yeah, I watched The Crow, and I was just super uneasy the entire time. Mm. Yeah, that would be a hard one to sit through. Yep. Uh you had Michael Berryman, the director, and a special effects guy talking. The director about fucking cried when he ex- tried to explain what the hospital was like. I I don't even want to imagine. Yeah, it was rough. And then Michael talking about like meeting him and everything and then leaving and then getting the call and then being told that he all the scenes that he had with Brandon would be taken out. Like it was just nuts. I need to have Barryman on sometime to talk about it. I would love to see those scenes eventually finished. It was only one scene. Uh, What they did the uh, him standing on the church and it's after Brandon gets resurrected. He comes out and he, uh, the uh what's his name what's the skeleton dude the skull cowboy skull cowboy is standing on the church steps and he kind of like explains what's going on and everything that was the only scene scene shot and then they sent berryman back to la and they continued shooting and they were going to bring him back to finish the scenes so i guess uh the crow was supposed to be a lot more uh dialogue intensive Mm -hmm. Mm. a lot more like the comic which i've started reading and it's incredible I think we I think we actually went over this on our crow episode. Yes. Okay, continue. Uh douche of the are you done with behind the scenes? Oh yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Uh Johnny B D's big John. question. Yeah, you have any questions? So uh all right, General, I got two. So do you think everything that's like with Snyder, uh do you think it was happenstance or would you actually blame him? No, I think Dan Snyder has a foot fetish. Ooh. I uh Dan Snyder does have a foot fetish, and yeah, it's about twenty years of Nicktoons. It's about twenty years of Nickelodeon shows that'll show you that shit. 
only 20 years, you know, who, yeah. who's counting? Poor youth of our fucking, uh, but no, man, like everything, like everything, like he just kind of, God damn it. <laughs> but unfortunately, like everything this dude did, he was doing everything kind of by the book. And unfortunately, you know, when you get into the last, uh, the shark spears scene, like, you know, that's questionable. Was it the other dude's fault? Cause did he, like, you know, he did back up. Yeah, but at the same time, that guy throughout the whole movie just seemed like an accident <laughs> waiting to fucking happen. No, I get it. <laughs> Why was this movie shit house? <laughs> oh, fucking Brody. Love it. Because uh, I'm with Brody, really. Just not as bad. That's fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so do you think they actually ultimately survived, or was it just the happy Jaws ending? Probably a happy Jaws ending. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was way out there. Yeah, they were pretty far away from civilization. I was wondering that too. That's why I'm like, no, yeah, they're, they're super far out there. He already wasted his flare. Now we don't know if he has another one, but I'm assuming they have the one which he just wasted. You don't think and the company's going to get notified that the fucking station's all fucked? I would assume, but it's not like ever like a call went through. They never showed anything. That's true. This was the I mean, only movie granted, where it was not a distress call to go through. Granted, it was totally the whole jaws of like, yay, let's, you know, they're swimming off in the, to the horizon. And everything, like nice, cheerful music. You but, leave that open to interpretation. Yeah. Much. And real quick with the jaws thing, like you were saying, think about it in jaws. Technically they started heading back to shore. So it was a little more. Oh, I know you saw this. You like, saw yeah, the it, was, it was a little more believable as to why they got back. But with this, like, you're way fucking out there. That is some deep ass sea. How the right, fuck? If they're like, discovering you, uncharted fucking canyons in the ocean, like <laughs> they're way, way out there. Bobby, can we get a uh, hardwire connection on you? You are breaking up something. Say, Bobby just like I, super I, froze. Yeah, he did. Not as funny as that first time though. You know, I'm hardwired in, boss. You oh. Are? oh, that's strange. You dipped out hardcore. Huh. I'm hardwired. Uber dip. Mm. But I have a couple well, questions. Do you think yeah. at any one point when going back to the whole Snyder thing, do you ever think that maybe he realized, hey, let's not blow up these nuclear missiles under the water? Well, no. you know, I was kind of thinking about that. And I'm assuming he he kind of rationalized that for a second because he called to make sure, like, you know, was it a, did it attack? And she's like, Yeah, it was aggressive. He's like all right here we go like, you know what I mean? like he kind of knew it was, like he probably shouldn't have did it but it's like he was just following fucking protocol like that's i don't know man like yeah they all got pissed at him but it's like dude if anybody else was in that situation they would have been right there too. too yeah like i don't know also did anybody else think that greg evigan looks a lot like a young carl urban in this movie actually yes never crossed anybody else's mind I noticed that's like, holy shit, that's like Carl music, Urban. So. You what? I don't listen to country music. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very little I do. But I you know what? I'm literally like, I don't know country music. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, the only, the only know, other country star that I really know is because a family guy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Conway Twitty. <laughs> um, I felt like he looked like a uh, second-rate Michael Bean. <laughs> Honestly, actually, 
Not but man, that, that fucking beard, dude, was on point. Oh, that beard was that was every flawless. scene. <laughs> That's like the most perfect beard I've ever seen. Right? Well manicured, dude. Like yeah. he he went through all that tussling, swimming underwater and shit. Like fucking just like perfect. The only guy who could ask a girl to marry him while underwater. Bobby, do you know a Matthew Clark? Yes, I do. What's up, Matthew? What's up, buddy? Yeah, he, me and him work a couple shows with our friend of ours, Horror Show Jack, who does the fangs. Ah. Who does not like Battinson? Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chad, I, you got any other questions, bud? No, yeah. no I know. I think oh, I'm okay. good, buddy. All right. Okay, so, do, 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 shove the movie. Uh, the guy who accidentally killed, I never get their names right. The guy who accidentally killed, like, two people. Lance Snyder. does listen to the country music. <laughs> that was Snyder, right? Yeah, that was Snyder. Yeah, that was yeah, Snyder. Yeah, yeah, he's douche of the movie. He's definitely douche of the movie. Yes, the foot oh, fetish and all. Oh, even that Russian guy, but at the same time, he's Russian, so I get the Wait, how, out. why was the Russian guy a douche? Have you heard him talk to those people? No, that's just the, the British guy. Russian. The, the British, British guy, guy was a prick. Yeah, yeah. not the Russian. That's what I mean. The, the Russian one. guy. Sorry. The Russian guy has been a douche in a lot of other movies. Yes, yes, yes he has. Yeah. I, the, the, the but in this guy, one, like sorry. he was. Uh, no, in this one, he was. Very I was quiet, actually surprised. I was surprised because I was expecting like, oh, I'm like this dude's in it. He's going to turn out to be the asshole. <laughs> okay, so not him. Oh. The British guy who basically like belittled everybody. Like, yeah, I would say him. I would say he's my vote. Like he could criticize how you take a shit. Like that's how bad he was. And he but had I'm that gonna go with, weird death scene. So yeah, but I'm gonna go with uh, Snyder though. Snyder it takes no. balls to kill two people accidentally. <laughs> it was an accident. It was a fucking accident. Yeah, we didn't have to be a dickhead about it. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, he already said he was under pressure. I mean, aren't weren't they all? Did you yeah. just try to make like a song reference? Maybe. Okay. Pressure. I, don't, I don't think it... <laughs> I got about as delivered as my Papa John's the other day, which got canceled as soon as I ordered. Uh, Why is that? I don't that fucking know. Some sort of malfunction. I would say, was it not a Papa John's? Was it magically like a KFC what? or something? Yeah, we. <sighs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. We figured it out. The magic restaurants that are not. For anyone who listens to any project louder podcast you are laughing right now <laughs> speaking of project louder we are thankful for all of our glorious sponsors here and let's show our thanks yeah hi oh we fucking got it so glad they're back hello there creepy girls do you like spooky things in horror movies then cabin 13 has the stuff for you Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, buffs, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Yeah. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you up. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual tyranosaurus just like us. 
graveyard classics, horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Deathstyle Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Break it out, Bobby. Come on down to Mask by the Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. For any of you who would what like to see an example for putting on that mask. <laughs> yes, uh, all the masks you see behind me, uh, hockey masks, were made by Mask by Lance. <laughs> oh yeah top so quality stuff. one now very top, top quality, quality. he knows what he's you can hold about. it in your hand similar to chad's penis and just feel the quality mm. Mm. yes the solid girthiness yes just oh, wonderful. oh you can tell whenever you hold it in your hand just the, the pure thickness just screams quality it's oh it's great oh and the texture oh, yeah. the texture when you run your hands across it oh <laughs> Smooth. Just for, just, just for just clarity, he too. is not talking about the masks. <laughs> no, we figured that. Uh, I think we are. are. <laughs> or are we? Guys, let's or... get to the fucking question. So, format. Format? Uh, oh. Prime. Yep. Prime. Amazon, I watched it on Prime. Uh, uh, on demand. Oh, Bobby and his on demand. So, hey, what was uh, quality like there, Chief? Actually, it was pretty good. It was actually pretty good quality. It wasn't even... um. It wasn't very grainy, although the movie itself is grainy, but it wasn't terrible. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Uh, John, you said Amazon? Yes, Amazon as well. Uh, the first one that popped up. Chadwick, you don't have a physical copy? Not yet. No? Okay. Yeah. It's coming. It's pre-ordered. Excellent. Excellent. What did our... comes out? I think the Blu-ray comes out either the week of or the week before the uh, F-13 box set. Ah, oh. Oh. oh, I can't wait for that to come. I'm going to be pre-ordering the Gutterball Blu-ray dual disc sec- uh, Blu-ray set on Amazon here soon. You guys don't know what Gutterballs is. It's a uh, slasher film from like 2008, and it's like super fucking uh, politically incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hey. bad. So like Uncle Sam on steroids? Yeah, it's uh, the, called the Bowling what is it? The bowling bag killer guy has like a bowling bag on his head and he like kills people in a bowling alley. Oh shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, we intense. should throw that in the list next year, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm always up for a doozy. What the fuck? Uh, the story is, the story is propelled by an extremely violent rape scene. Uh, mm, yeah. So okay, I don't man. know if I can even watch it. So we'll, we'll give her a try guys. We'll no, that's fair. Didn't yeah, we have no, no. a movie that started with a slaughter in a bowling alley? Yeah, wasn't it? Um, oh. How was that? I forget, but I know we had it. Yeah. We gotta Shit, go I have to go back and look. We gotta go back 98 oh, different movies. Uh. <laughs> yeah, guys, that's, that's, wow. Right? Yeah, and we'll talk about next, uh, we'll talk about next week's episode uh, at the end. But, so, kill, 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 that's not cranberry sauce, Chad. Not, it is not. It's not grim. Oh, you'll be proud of me, by the way. We were watching, uh, my wife and I and the kids were watching Ready Player One the other yes. day. Sorry. And the scene where they're in uh, The Shining. Yes. And uh, they walk up and the elevator doors open up and all the blood spills out. You'd be <laughs> proud. I looked at my wife and said, That's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> 
love it. Oh, yeah. The reference was wrote, lost on her, sadly. I was going to say, did she give you that wife scowl? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I might as well tell the story since Brody's going to mention it. So what this week I watched... This week I watched the film Next of Kin, not the Patrick Swayze film. And my daughter watched it with me and Sarah watched it with me. So we sat through this film, Taryn being a very seasoned horror fan. And Chad can attest to this. Love it. Sits through the film. All great. Barely any reaction from Taryn. Sarah's confused as hell. I love the film. Until the film's over... And it's time for Taryn to go downstairs or near a bathroom. She then reveals to me that crazy Rita is going to sneak into the bathroom at night and drown her in the fucking bathtub. So Uh. now I have to convince my very tired daughter who's acting up only because she's tired and doesn't want to go to bed. That crazy Rita isn't going to come in the house and drag her into the bathtub. Oh. Now we have this understatement that anytime we bring Crazy Rita up, it's just like Jason, right, Dad? Yes, Taryn. It's just like Jason. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to watch this movie. That's not rotting. Damn. But yes. I love that film. It was great. Awesome. Uh, favorite kill, boys. My favorite kill mm. would have to be the Ben's kill, only because of the effects utilized. And it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that does happen. That, that, that's not actually the Benz. That's just explosive decompression. Okay. The Benz is completely different. Wait, that's why it exploded like that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because I was trying to figure out, I was just like, what the fuck is on the end of that spear tip, dude, that like fucking made him combust like that? No, no, not that. No, the, yeah, the explosive decompression when he was leaving in the, uh, the oh, shuttle or whatever. sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought you... I thought Mine yeah, was, that was fucked up. I fighting him in fucking half. I love it. Ooh, that was a good one. I'm with half. Bobby. The biting in half. I'm gonna have to go with the heart explosion, man. I think that was the most like surprising to me and fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so just like, oh, sad, not a monster kill. Although we actually got two not monster kills because uh, the the fucking captain there. What a fucking way to go. Poor captain. He should have died. Captain, my captain. Oh, captain. Right? He's like, I'm going to drown you motherfuckers if you don't get out of here. <laughs> Fuck. Everybody get favorite kill? Yeah. I think so. Scene, so, boys. Scene. Best scene. Oh, mm. When they're all in the water with the spears in their hands, I like that. So that's my favorite. pretty legit. Yeah. Oh, I like, after I the, like the shotgun in the shallow water. That's what I mean. That scene there. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was definitely when the movie amped it up. Yeah, yeah, that was like hard dipples. Hmm, favorite scene. That probably was, you know, I want to say the whole scene uh, where they brought up the, the dive suit, the half-eaten dive suit. Yeah, that's yeah, something pretty gnarly. That that whole action scene where he got bit like, in half and then the monster finally pretty, gets in. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up, and uh, it kind of shocked me because. I guess I expected the creature to almost be bigger. Yeah. For like how the way it, they talked, yeah, you, you'd expect it was. Well, you know, it took out it took out the first mini sub, which you know, granted, it's a mini sub, but still pretty big. And then it also took out that you know, it knocked that fucking shit off. Well, tried to knock it off the edge, I guess. So. But, it was a fast fucker too. Right. 
Graboid underwater. Exactly. Much. Yeah, it's more like a giant crab, but we'll go with that. Okay. Like just the wider fucking flower mouth there. So, did everybody get best C? Yes. yes. Would a craboid underwater be a crab? A craboid? A craboid. There we go. That we we named yeah, it. Craboid. We named it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Now wait, yeah. where's our wait, where's our articles in National Geographic? Hashtag Craboid. Listen, that'd be <laughs> awesome if they introduced Craboids, but I'm just glad they're bringing back Shriekers, man. Yeah. Yo, yeah, I'm actually excited for that. I want to see Shrieker Island. Yeah, that's right, October. Yeah, buddy. I'm so excited. All so, right. boys, boys, opening, opening scene. scene. What, yeah. what was the opening scene? I don't. I don't remember it. <laughs> the, I, I won't say the music or the. The opening scene, but the music did. Oh, the opening scene was like showing different things, wasn't it? With music? Yeah. Yeah. I was more intrigued by the music than the scenes itself. They introduced you with a Harry Manfredini score, so I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. He is yeah, not really Nothing so stiffens the pecker like a nice uh, Harry Manfredini score. <laughs> you got me there. So the score pulled us in, but maybe not necessarily the uh, the intro. Yeah. yeah, the score pulled you in, and then the visuals following pushed you away. <laughs> you know, man, some of the miniatures weren't terrible, but... Some of them were pretty bad. Yeah, you, guys, oh, you I, could find Tonka toys with more detail. Th- there was part of it that reminded me of... Um, what was the shit that Team... Uh, fucking Team America picked on? Like, there was an actual show from the 70s. It was all puppets and shit. And they used miniatures. Thunderbirds. Is that what it was? That's what it kind of reminded I think it is. But that's what it kind of reminded me of is just like all that miniature setup and shit like that. Crabby Patty. <laughs> Jesus. So uh gentlemen, best tits, hottest girl. Uh who I is like the wet t shirt girl? I like nipples. Whatever her name is. What's her name? Yeah, what's nipples name? Nipples. <laughs> it was not nipples. So the one the, pre- the the pregnant one? Oh. Nipples, a <laughs> uh, white T-shirt contest girl. Mia Pe- Peoples, Peoples, whatever. Nipples, Mia. the Peoples. Yeah, we'll it, go with is that. is Nia Pipples the the nipples? Peoples, yeah. the, no, yes, no, Nia Peoples is the nipples. Yes. What the hell are you talking about? Nia Peoples it's, is the nipples. She's the hottest girl. Is yes. she the brunette? What? Yeah. Yeah. No, she, she was the brunette. Okay, then that's who I vote for. <laughs> that, that, that was my pick, yeah. What the, <laughs> the fuck nipples. are you talking about? Her name is Nia Pe- Peoples. Is the nipples. She yeah. has the nipples. <laughs> that you didn't see. You didn't see. That Joe was pissed about. Yes. Yeah, Joe was pretty mad about it. Right? Uh, hey, man. She got to, you know. So the next question is already answered. Did the score set the mood? Uh, the score saved yes. the film. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Best song, uh, I think the song that was uh, Joe was alluding to earlier, which is the very part six Tommy Jarvis-esque song. Uh, I'm sure there's a name for it on the actual soundtrack. Chad can probably provide you information on that post-show. But, yeah. I was going to say, there's no actual uh, song that sticks out. Yeah, there's no song. So uh, we'll, we'll go with the Keith... Not Carl Urban. There we go. Yes. <laughs> well. Carl, not Keith Urban. <laughs> and then we and then we asked ourselves, what were they thinking? Uh let's see. Best song, favorite character. Oh, I Cap- told you my pick before. <laughs> uh actually 
I like the captain. I would have liked to have seen him more. I agree. Uh, I mean, I like the main guy just because he's just like your standard 80s action dude. Um, I'm going to have to go with Bobby, though, man. I think the captain was the coolest one. It sucks that he died when he did. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen him really go down in like a blaze of glory or something. But it right. Was but yeah, the captain for me. I, I already said yesterday in the chat, Greg Evigan's beard is my favorite. That, 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 that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's that, is a, that is a character. Greg Evigan, Evigan is still alive, so I'd love to see a modern photo of said beard. And he's still active. Oh, my God. You should see his daughter. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to go with Greg <laughs> Evigan only because, uh, yeah, Chad makes a very good point. Look up his daughter, Brianna Evigan. She's in the mm -hmm. Step Up movies. Whoa! What Step up their dancing movies. My wife loves them. Yes. Okay. Also it's in the not, horror film Mother's Day. Oh. 2010 psychological horror film Mother's Day. Loose remake of Charles Kaufman's Mother's Day. The also step, in step. the remake of Sorority Row. Wow. Stash House, Mind Games, and The Devil's Carnival, and 2015's From Dust Till Dawn. TV series. The series, yeah. She is uh, a I mean, stream queen to be. Nice. I mean, step up movies are nice, but they're not bringing it on. So <laughs> they're not sorority row. <laughs> no. So uh did everybody say favorite character? TJ, yeah. did you say yours? Yeah, I'd say I agree with you with the Greg Evigan though, because okay. the beard looks fantastic. Yes. All right. Yes. So uh gentlemen. Was it scary? Was it scary. No. No. Nah. This is not even a desensitized for uh, thing. Just... people with hydrophobia. It's terrifying. Well, <laughs> I can see that. But other Dark, than murky that, water. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be a little. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it was tense. No, no, it was a little bit. But then they got shotguns really fast. There was more tense at me standing in the store trying to get something to eat than this movie had. Because the person probably couldn't make up. Sandwich. <laughs> At least you didn't get hog meat on your ass cheek, boy. Oh, boy, Bobby, you sound really pissed about that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't interrupt my lunch. <laughs> oh, man. So Next, uh, that brings us to uh, does it hold up today? You're goddamn right, it holds up today. Yeah. No, it's a watchable film. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah I'll give it bad that. miniatures aside. But you know what? Like I said, I liked uh, the set design of Leviathan better. This just seemed to be a better movie, though, in general. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actors aside, I think I like the idea of the melding creature and Leviathan, but this creature, I think, I feel looked a lot cooler, at least at the end. Yeah, I can agree with that. Versus the weird, like, anglerfish thing. The overall yeah. design of Craboid. Definitely better than the Leviathan monster. Crab on. Crab <laughs> crab boy, and crab now that boy. I know that Mark Sostrom was involved, it just makes all the much more sense. Mm. Uh, so, uh, acting, gentlemen. Good. Acting was on, point. I've yeah, acting was on point. It was really good. No complaints. No hamming it up. No hamming it up. No, don't really need serious. to. No. Yeah. Right. Although I was hoping at some point Miguel Ferrer was going to look at somebody and say, you're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get any F-bombs in this? I don't even remember. Quite a few, yeah. 
We did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, most of them from him, if I'm not mistaken. So I do. I have to uh, admit, I also pulled kind of what Brody and Bobby did, but it was because I started late, but I did fall asleep midway through this movie and had to pick it up. The next day. Yeah, yeah, I was watching it late last night, starting to doze off, too. So, yeah, it, it took I a while awake after ripping a hardcore dab. So, right. You're I, good I sat through the whole thing. <laughs> and you're so like, damn, I feel like I want to sleep. That's why the movie was so okay to me, I guess. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Uh, nice. So, uh, and this is obviously the biggest question for our lovely master host here. But uh, cinematography, what do we all think? I've answered this question uh, similar before. Uh, yes. It did just good enough. It did its yeah, job. Wasn't very special things about it. At I'm not writing all. home about this. Right. <laughs> Yes, it was right mediocre, now. but it wasn't bad enough that you're like, this is just the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. no. Exactly. It, it worked for what it was. That's about it. All right. And do we like the premise? Hmm. I would it's have to say, it's, it's seeing it's the third movie we've watched like this, obviously we do enjoy the premise, but... Okay, uh, the cinematographer also did Reanimator, Striking Distance, Beverly Hills Cop 3, and Ghost Town. And he also recently did Evil Bong 1 in 2006. Oh. Puppet huh. Master in 2003 with The Legacy. And what else did he... Are we ever going to do a Gordon Moore Wake and Bake crossover where we just watch Evil Bong? Yes. <laughs> also, we're going to have to review Ouija's as it is on our... Uh... Yes! <laughs> that sounds like a fun movie. Oh, I watched God. the intro scene and it showed like a dude grabbing all these ghoulie things and shoving them back in this uh, board that was made out of hemp. <laughs> and well, it looked to be like a, like a Ouija board weed. It's like a weed, a weeds inspired Ouija board. And he's shoving them in this black hole. And he's like, did you get all the Ouija's? And he's like, turns around. It's there's a one weed board. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will like it. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll have to do it. Evil Bung uh, gets really cool when they start introducing Ginger Dead Man and other characters from the Charles Band library. I like, I like how you just said Evil Bong, and it sounded like Evil Bung. Oh, Evil Bung. The <laughs> <laughs> Bung hole. Where are we at, boys? Uh, we were uh, discussing the premise. Premise yeah. is the same as the last three films that we reviewed. <laughs> In other words, doable. Yes. Alien Underwater. Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't know. There's only so many ways. I guess that means the last one in our picture in our aquatic horror is aliens on water versus underwater. From underwater on water. Hmm. Wait a second. What? John? Yes. Yes! <laughs> yes! Is it? Yes. Yes. Nope. Don't even fix it, motherfucker. Yep. You're singing the salty balls. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chocolate Rain has returned. Start singing. Start singing. Sing it. Chocolate Rain or Chocolate <laughs> uh, Oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Actually, you might want to fix it because you're now cutting out. Wait, 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 yeah. uh, real quick and then do it. Come on. Let's see. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's so perfect. All the ladies go gas. 
<laughs> John, you want me to kick you out and then you can pop back in? I'll be back. Yeah. Awkward <laughs> rain. Okay, guys. So recycle, rewind, or remake. Ah, uh, I'm not gonna pick this movie up again. I don't think that it's gonna be something that I'm gonna watch again or like want to watch again. So I'm gonna say recycle for me. Actually, I agree too. I'm not gonna watch it again. So recycle. Uh, I already have the Blu-ray on order, so obviously it's a rewind for me. Mm-hmm. Who knew? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's halfway decent, but just not one that I would put in my... Th- Leviathan, I would watch again. Just It just works better at the two. There he is. Johnny. Can't we have you. no audio. No, no audio, audio, Johnny. None. Ah, son of a bitch, tits. Check your settings, you handsome son of a bitch. Wouldn't be a shit show episode if one of us didn't have technical difficulties. Absolutely. I will say I'm just happy it's not me. So <laughs> I can't get his rating till he pops in with audio. So Chad, uh, what what are your Do thoughts it. on the fandom? Suicide Squad looks like fun. Okay, what else? I, I thought that looked pretty good. Uh, Wonder Woman. I'll watch that. I thought sure. it was. I I do like the fact that we finally got to see Cheetah in the trailer. Look fantastic. Yes, it does. But I said that um, she will play the part well if she plays it almost like Jim Carrey played the Riddler. Mm, she has sense. to play a broken person who believes I mean, that she's a Cheetah she, person. She has the comedic chops to do something like that that yes. makes it believable. But will she? That again. That's it the all, question. That movie banks on how she plays that role at this point is uh patty jenkins directing this one too did she direct this one too i'm not sure about that that's a good question chad because i think a lot of it hinges on the director too letting, first letting a banger yeah uh justice league trailer i still didn't see the first one so i've seen bits and pieces so it's hard for me to judge um i do like was that Desaad in the in the preview mm. i did it like his like look it. Yes, I love the new Steppenwolf look, and that is Dark Side at the beginning, right? At, yes. The Omega. Okay. Yes. That is probably the best interpretation I could have ever imagined for him, and just so powerful looking. Now, how and, much of a presence is he going to have in this? Because I was under the under under the impression that he wasn't like the no. main bad guy in this. It's supposed to be leading up to it. Yes, and I think Johnny and I had this conversation that the difference in the cinematic universe that we're operating in between this and what we're using in the new 52 is the flashpoint alerts dark side to this corner of the universe. Okay. And this one, Superman dying alerts dark side. So, uh, that's the, that's the main difference. And we'll see it all connect. Of course, in the flash movie, I do like the fact that uh, they are basically saying that, yeah, this movie will be canon as it is part of the multiverse versus yeah. just going by the DC extended universe. Yes. Right, and I'm happy right. that we're now able to look at all those older DC films and be like, so they could be part of a timeline now. Right. With the introduction of Michael Keaton and the fact that we now have three Batmans in universe Bat- right now. And, Batmans? And, yes. And we'll get Batman. What's your thoughts on the Batman trailer? Eh. Uh, okay. I'm still not sold on it. I don't. I want to see what the final look of the Riddler is. Okay. And the people who are comparing it to the Crow, you're a fucking idiot. Compare it to the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Uh, that's probably where that look and the visual yeah. style that mm-hmm. drew inspiration from more so than the Crow. Because if you really want to talk about the Crow, that's where that drew inspiration from. Oh, there you go. 
I'm, yeah. I do want to watch that Batman, but I mean, is my expectations really high? No. But will I, I still want to watch it? Yes. I'm just tired of Batman's origin being done over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. Times? You just want, like, just give me an yeah. awesome Batman story with all the villains. We already fucking know everybody. I talked about this like this the MCU with the- did with, with Spider Man. We know he yeah. exists. And the fact that we have this multiverse where MCU, you know, they have the gauntlet and Thanos, we have Darkseid and the Flashpoint. So yes, yeah. we have that and we have all these multiple different timelines running in unison. So there's possible we can get a group of Jokers sitting in a room with a wide shot of Heath Ledger's Joker sitting there. Like there's a possibility that we see Jim Carrey's Riddler sitting in the same room with uh, Jaquan. Uh, how do you say his name? Joaquin, Joaquin, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like there is a world like anything can happen now once that Flash movie drops because then anything and everything can be connected. We could even get nipples. Okay, we could get bat nipples. We Yo, theoretically, man, I'm just, <laughs> theoretic, theoretically, you don't even need that to happen because it's already been implied as far as the exactly. episode of The Flash. And then right. somebody said something about, uh, well, what about him going back and trying to change things at, you know, whenever they try to tie this up? There's proof of that. And the ju- in the Batman versus Superman movie, he yeah, randomly shows up in the middle of it. Yes, he did. Yeah. And there's yeah, no, so it's already happened for it. It's yeah. already happened. We just haven't seen it yet. Hell yeah. Bingo. Again, this this universe will be greatly appreciated 10 years after it's finished. Yeah. That'd be What's nice. really funny is that scene that you spoke about. I was sitting there watching it. It was just on TV, and I saw that part with my wife, and I looked at her, I'm like, oh, she's like, what? I'm like, that's Flashpoint. He's talking about Flashpoint. Yes. Fuck and, yeah. Okay. Now, the scene in the trailer, wherever – now, there's two different things that we see Flash in. is his running world, which is just the world sped up, and then we see him in a different realm that doesn't have a floor we see him in one scene and it's for about five maybe five frames and he's standing like this and everything's shooting by in long streams i want to say that's a world between worlds types in that situation where he can go between the different well that would be like in that's the, the that's probably the speed force right it's yeah, him, yeah, yeah. It's him going okay Going and so going. That no, he can't no, it's just an, it's just this even faster version of what we're normally seeing him running in. Basically, okay, it's him once he broke all the barriers and he's now running. Right, that's my take. Okay, fair enough. I like that. Interesting. So, you mind if I uh, go back really quick, gentlemen, to our uh, yes, actually, let's finish. Yeah, we were, wait, we were waiting for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. Well, awesome. Thank you. So, uh, uh, yeah, recycle, rewind, remake. What do we feel? Cycle. I said rewind. I actually want to remake. Mm. And I want to go bleak at the ending, like real fucking bleak. And uh, so the whole story is about like him being a loner and shit like that, kind of. Like he's mentioned that at the beginning. Uh-huh, and yeah, uh, so how fucked up would it be, dude, like at the end when like he blows up the monster and he's underwater but the craft blows up and ends up like killing her who's pregnant the whole time. And then he comes up underwater and he's the only one fucking left. That would be after like finally being like, you know what? I'm going to fucking settle down and not be the loner dude anymore. And then fucking, and then end it like that. And then he's like lost out at sea on that. I don't know why that or take it one step further. And he just realized that she's dead and you see, Another one coming up behind him. Yeah. Ooh. 
there's one down there. There's more. Right? That was my thought. I was expecting multiples, honestly. That would, like, now, once... that would have been cool because none of the movies that we've watched have had multiple creatures. The Rift. The Rift had <laughs> as a bunch. Shitty as, it was. As, shitty, shit. as shitty as it was, it had multiple right. monsters. We don't talk about that pile of shit. Well, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we, we do. did. We dedicated a whole episode Listen, of man. pooping on it. It's literally it, it holds a title right now. I'm pretty sure as the uh, lowest as ranked. The worst. <laughs> Every film has its place, right? Not it all of them are good. It is our job and it is our mission that Chad and I declared what two years ago. Every film and any film that meets our criteria, <laughs> just anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. And it has to be horror. And we've had talks because we've done things that border. Yes. We're like MST3K minus the talking over films, which I would love to do at some point. Oh, my God. We yes. can do it. Yes. I've, I do it with uh, wrestling, so we could totally do it. Hell yeah. Patreon coming soon. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have to have an after show sidebar to talk about that at some point. Yes. Not tonight, though, because Bobby's got to sleep. Yes. Fuck yeah. Sleepy All Bobby. Right. But uh, so I think we're on the rating. Yes. I'm going to give this a 2.25. <laughs> Okay. Not as bad as I was expecting. Bobby. 2.0. That's actually higher than I was expecting. Yeah, I was expecting Bobby to go low like Brody, uh, dude. I'll give it for what it's worth on certain things, but a 2.0, that's it. That's as nice as I'm ever going to be. John? Uh, I'm give it a three. I feel like it was like a good middle of the road. And Chadwick. I'm going to say Heather hit the nail on the head and give it three and a quarter. Okay. As, 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 as much as Joe loved it, he was a little more than generous. Our score is pretty fair. It's 2.6. That's not bad. I think yeah. that's, that's not terrible. Do we have I, the other underwater scores? We know Rift was like 1.3. Yeah, let's compare them to the other three films. Oh, shit. I don't um, remember Leviathan, but I feel like Leviathan was... wasn't as low. I don't think Leviathan like was we were, bad. Yeah, I feel like we we're in the threes with Leviathan. I really gotta type this shit up. Uh, let me see, aliens. I gotta look back. Uh, continue, <laughs> it's all good. Continue dude. talking. Yeah. No, man, no I got I got a new notebook, so I'm, I gotta go back. Woo, and new handy dandy, huh? Yeah, hell yeah, buddy. Nice. We'll get a share doc one of these days. <laughs> we'll get a nice uh, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet going. Okay, on. the Rift was one point three. This is two point six. Let's find Leviathan. Mm. Amityville 2. So they didn't have Daniel Stern, though. You turning those pages is making the ASMR listeners super happy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I cannot find Leviathan in here. Oh, oh wait. No, no, no. I didn't go back far enough. Sorry. Prom How far back was it? I don't even remember what episode that was. Leviathan was 2.8. Okay. I was say. And what did we just give this one? 2.6. 2.6. Wow. Leviathan actually beat it. Leviathan has Peter Weller, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. It also has Daniel Stern. Yeah. Ernie Hudson. Cast. cast. Yeah. Again, again, everything makes sense for whatever fucking reason. No, and you're did, right. And we, did, you're and we right. just gave a very good reason. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Stern looking at a pair of tits and saying, what a pair. What that and that <laughs> Peter Welling just fucking yeah. duffing a bitch at the end of the movie. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, he's just like, I've had enough of your shit, man. Like, that was the perfect way to fucking end a movie, dude. 
What are we discussing here? Holy shit! The old Gormore host, Craven Payne. What's up? What's up? Wes, I have missed you, buddy. What's up? Uh, We are discussing 1989's Deep Star Star 6. Wes, if you're watching, uh, this is episode 99 for us, and we just reached 5.6 million plays in the network, so... We are doing wonderful. We're doing wonderful. Damn. All right. What's up? So, uh, guys, that was a pretty good uh, score. And Uh, what's next week, Chad? Next week is our 100th 100th episode fan takeover extravaganza. Yes. So we will have four fans, and they are Brody Kane, Steve Vasquez, Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. Tyler Robofuck and Heather Die will be hosting the Fan Gornmore episode 100 extravaganza. There's going to be roasting. There's going to be toasting. There's going to be rankings. There's going to be topped episodes. There's going to be favorites. There's going to be worse. There's going to be all sorts of laughs. There's going to be crying. I can't wait for it. And that's going to be recorded this weekend and will be debuting at 6.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next Monday as the same as a normal episode, but we will be watching, interacting in the comment section as watchers just like oh, you. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that awesome special episode. And then after that, we will resume normal reviews with what? Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings. Ooh, nice. Such an interesting sequel. Very I have not seen it. So if it's not. I, it, same here. Not, I'm only marginally marginally uh, to blame if it sucks because i picked Pumpkinhead and it's the year of the sequel so. oh yeah yeah that's fine well it's gonna i have, love happen. the sequels you know and i was going through the other day and i was like you know i'm super excited for you know year three again because of my love my intense love for sequels you know we, we're gonna do prom night two and yes. love and you know that's probably get that's gonna get an extremely high score Mainly because Chad and I are just going to love the fuck out of that film. And I think, John, you're just going to fucking eat it up. Oh, man, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Yeah, so I've never seen it. That's the one where it kind of goes a little psychic, right? Yeah, so, it's Supernatural okay. Slasher with Michael Ironside, baby. Right. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Yeah. It's a Canadian so film bad. that happened during that God. sweet boom. So, and it's just like, yes. But, yeah, dude. And then Prom Night 3, of course. Wait, so it's, had, it's There was a third? Yeah, a and a four. Deliver us from evil. Oh shit! The third one, Mary right. Mary Lou uh, escapes from the chains of hell, and then well, comes the, back. Isn't the DVD package two, three, and four? Yes, sir. The Mary Lou collection. Yes, or I thought yeah. three was her escaping hell, but I could be wrong. Three is her escaping hell. Four is okay. the priest. Yes. Uh-huh. And again, uh-huh. Chad and I will start a campaign for a Blu-ray of Mary Lou. So Shout Factory, Venergus Centrum. How has that you. not happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've picked some real stinkers, but not they Prom have, Night 2. Really but no more full, uh, Wes says, just no more April Fool's movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. What did we do this year for April Fool's? I don't remember. I don't remember back. I don't, think uh, we picked, I don't think we had an April Fool's episode this year. Mm. No. I say I don't have Alex the old list. Was that? Alex Props did uh, April Fools with us, right? 
Yes. I don't know. I had to work. I, I missed that episode. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's why then. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Was All the ones for Chad's like, I can't remember. It's like because we had a guest on Chad. Yeah, so I was working. <laughs> <laughs> the proverbial pussy doctor. <laughs> oh, God. Where's Chad tonight? Well, he had to go see the pussy doctor. Oh, again. yeah. Wes. Yeah. Wes, me, and uh, Alex did that movie, and it was god awful. Uh, Wes, we never did the dentist, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Tubi. I saw Please that no. shit. Well, I think that is all for this episode of the Gore and More podcast. Thank you for sticking it with us for 99 glorious episodes. Thank you for all you Project Louder listeners. Thank you for all you Gore hounds. And make sure to visit projectlouder.net, home of the Project Louder podcasting network, home to other great podcasts such as Box Office Banter, Comics and Kaijus, Louder Sports, Dream Warrior Review, this podcast, Gore and More, House of a Thousand Discourses, Jerk the Curtain, Rabbit Hole, Rants from the Black Lodge, Somewhat Supernatural, the TJ Bowser Power Hour, Two Guys on Friday, and the Wicked Wednesdays podcast. Find all of that, like I said, on ProjectLouder.net, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So as always, this is your host with the most, Mr. 88, the man who leaves the ladies sore and begging for more, TJ Bowser, signing off. <laughs> Holy shit. Try saying all that with just one breath. Name all of our podcasts next episode without taking a breath. Okay. Dude, so you got a take. <laughs> did, I, so did, I, did I miss? Did I count right? Did you hit 14? Something. It wasn't at that. Damn. Slowly Damn. but surely. Slowly. My dude, empire is growing. <laughs> it is, dude. Fast, too. All right. This is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Christman, saying, see you next time, bitches. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorons. This is your killer machine, Bobby and Moan, saying, oh, fuck off. I'll see you next week.